Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Stripling, Provost of the Bible Seminary, and this is the Book of Isaiah. Isaiah's ministry spanned over 40 years, almost half a decade, including a ministry to four of the kings of Israel. We think of his great call when he says in chapter 6, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And he responds to this call saying, Here am I, Lord, send me. After Isaiah, we have King Jotham, and then after Jotham, we have Ahaz, and then after Ahaz, we have Hezekiah. And so the story really focuses in on these last two kings because it provides a contrast or a juxtaposition in the great theme of the book, which is, do we trust in political alliances or do we trust in God? So when Ahaz trusts in his political alliances and he ignores the counsel and the advice of, of Isaiah, then Israel is brought under the thumb of Assyria. Of course, Assyria was dominating the world at that time and the great and powerful monarch by the name of Sargon II had his hegemony extending all throughout the ancient Near East. Well, when Sargon dies, Hezekiah has now come to the throne and all of the kings in the ancient Near East rebel against Sennacherib who takes the place of Sargon II, including Hezekiah. And as you might expect, much of the kingdom in the north is destroyed and there's a flood of refugees that come into Judah. It's at that time that you have the great wall that's built, often referred to as Hezekiah's wall. But when Jerusalem is finally surrounded, and this is in about 701 BC, and it appears that it's going to fall, then you have God intervening in a very miraculous way. And the Bible tells us the, the story, and it says that God smote the Assyrians that day. Well, wouldn't you know that Sennacherib's prism tells the same story, but with a few details different, and you can actually study that prism. So in the Sennacherib prism, we have the story that Jerusalem is surrounded by the mighty Assyrians and they decide to withdraw and to leave Hezekiah in power in Jerusalem. Now, that's very similar to the biblical account, except in the biblical account, it's God who smites the Assyrians and causes them to flee. It's kind of humorous what the Sennacherib prism says. King Sennacherib says, I did worse than kill Hezekiah. I left him trapped like a bird in a cage in Jerusalem. Well, this is the type of synchronism that we find when we study the material culture together with the biblical text. And speaking of that, we have Bula in the last three or four years from the Ophel in Jerusalem of Isaiah and Hezekiah. And so these are little clay impressions that have the names of these biblical characters. So once again, we're talking about real people, real places, and real events. The book of Isaiah reaches a literary crescendo in chapter 53 when we have the great messianic prophecies. We think of Isaiah 53, 5. He, the servant of the Lord, which the New Testament writers apply to Jesus Christ, Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our sins was laid upon him, and by his wounds we were healed. The next verse says, And all we like sheep have gone astray. We've each turned to our own way, but God laid upon him the iniquity of us all. As you read through the rest of Isaiah, you see, see 
glimmers of hope that through the darkness of the world that God was going to bring his kingdom through this ideal messianic king in chapter 11 called the branch or the servant of the Lord. And uh, so in Isaiah, we see a, a man of God whose ministry spans four kings who holds the people accountable and the king accountable to the covenant of God. And that's the book of Isaiah. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at thebibleseminary.org and subscribe to this podcast.